We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We got a lot going on here at the fan. Paul Verzi's coming by in a little bit. I uh, got some hate mail. And we've got a, uh, a box that uh, we are supposed to open on air. A box? Uh, yeah. A box yeah. of what? I, nobody knows. It's a secret special box. Are you not concerned about this? No, I like security check. This, oh, the, okay. Yes, good. it's not ticking. It's not connected to anything. I'm just we making are, sure. Uh, now we're good to go. The hell do I know? So uh, we go in any order here. Uh, I've got the hate mail. I've got the box. I've got Paul coming in. Is the hate mail directed at you? I don't know. Oh, the hate mail? Yeah. I got a second here. Uh, well, no, I got two letters. One letter's uh, really about me and you. Okay. And the other letter is about uh, Douche and Duffel, the bag twins over there. Oh, Douche and Duffel? Yeah, which is uh, the new name of our uh, nighttime show I'm hearing uh, after Keith McPherson. And before Salicata, uh, it's the Douche and Duffel. Uh, okay, what is this now? It's Douche and Duffel. Oh, oh, oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's the deal. This is actually a secret box to me. Oh, good. And it's you sure it's not ticking? It's heavy. It is heavy. For real. Does it smell like anything? It says, to Craig, from a secret admirer. Well, I thought it might be a Samsung from Boomer. <laughs> but uh, the other day he was asked about it, and he said he's not getting me the TV. He said he's mad at you. He's mad at me. That's what he said. Why would he be mad at me? Well, he's not talking to you I think, or something I think the like quote that. was, uh, you've not been very nice lately. Oh, that I was it. I, think that's I haven't talked said. to Boomer in a month. Yeah. Maybe that's not being nice. Oh, so I should reach out to him, maybe. Uh, well, we'll open this in a little bit. Uh, a little bit, Tommy, who shows up with a camera for the first time today. Uh, all right, yeah, you no missed problem. us singing happy birthday. It was beautiful. Um, there was something I wanted to bring to you that was not uh, Derek Carr related. Oh, was it about that teacher who got fired for impersonating a 13-year-old girl on a JV basketball team? Because that was crazy. Did you make a movie out of that? that? Really? Yeah, so there was a teacher. Yeah. She was like an assistant coach on a JV basketball team. Yeah. 22 years old. Checks in, says, you know what? They'll never know. They're not going to ID me. Yeah. And imitates being a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. Plays the game, plays well. How'd she play good? They find out, fired. Well, why would you fire her? Because <laughs> she cheated. Did they win? <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't huh. get to that detail. Wow, that's... <laughs> that's hey, listen, crazy. you got to do what it takes to win, right, Craig? Uh, yes, whatever it takes to win, uh, as long as you don't get caught. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, she got caught. That's right. Phil's in Yonkers on the fan. Phil, what's going on there, Cookie? Hey, what do you say, Spike? I'm all excited for Derek Carr to be a Jet quarterback, but it looks like it's going to be 
Aaron Rodgers. I guess I'll have to live with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yep, you're on the radio. Yep. Are we on the radio? We are currently on the radio. Yeah, that's how it works. Just, just tag it in. Yeah, do you want me to put you on hold? I'll connect you to the guys or no? <laughs> Yeah, put me on hold and connect me to the guy. Let's do that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, he smoked that one out quick. All right, what do you got, buddy? All right, I, well, first thing I wanted to call, I love you guys. Listen every day. Thank you. Uh, Edwin, I don't know where you went to school, but the fact that you can't speak, you are the new Chris Mad Dog Russo. Oh, boy. Because you butcher more words. Yeah. There is no such word as unequivocally. <laughs> you know where I learned that? I blame Chris Russo because I grew up listening to him. So how could you blame me for learning words from him? By the way, he did not go to college. It's not his fault. Horrible. Unequivocally, um, was, uh, can't speak English. Listen, I went to Yonkers Public School, so, and I know the difference between unequivocally and unequivocally. But so sometimes you can make up a word and it's okay. Strategery made up by our 43rd president. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not sure that that's the guy to emulate when Craig, it comes to how you speak. Two terms, right. bitches. Two terms. <laughs> Craigie, I'm yeah. a little older than you, but I spent a lot of time in New Rochelle back then. Yeah. Back so, when? <laughs> back, back in the early 80s. All right. So you and I probably got drunk together at Gary's, Yeah. No, probably at uh, Tammany Hall, of which course. is down a block from my older. Yeah, right across the street. Right. Well, Gary's Barley Corn was right across the street. Beach Street, 21 yeah. North. And then we go to Mr. Taco for the homemade soft tacos. You go to Beachmont up on North there, Avenue yeah. next to the fire department. Yeah, come on. What are we doing? What was the P3 on the corner by Tammany Hall, remember? Uh, I do not remember the name because growing up, we would go to uh, Gizzo's in Waikigil. And then Gizzo's okay. became Deanna's. Uh, and I don't know what yeah. it is now, but that you know, we if we weren't drinking at Gary's or Tammany Hall, there was no reason to be up by Iona unless you were going to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, no, I didn't go by there. We stayed right on the corner. Yeah. I think it was Sorrento's was the name of it, right? Yeah, the I don't remember. Yeah, those were the good old days. It was really North Avenue New Rochelle. This is really a place called Tammany Hall. Yes, like yes, the Tammany Hall political machine. Well, it was named after, obviously. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. So that's up my alley. I go drink at a Tammany Hall. That bar had to be there late 60s and on. Uh, for those of you that don't know what, what Tammany Hall represents, look it up. Uh, well, it was American... like the political force in New York City. Oh, they controlled New York. Yeah, right. so did they play off of that? Uh, like, I... is that the shtick when you go in there? Yes. It was like... Um, that's up my alley, man. It was the kind of place where you kind of needed to know somebody, ah. but everybody knew somebody. Like, New Rochelle, right. while it's a pretty large city, it's not the biggest city in the world, and it was usually Iona dropouts uh, or six-year students <laughs> that were going there, bouncing to make extra money or bartending. So it wasn't like and a speakeasy then, or anything? No, it was not a speakeasy. It was uh. a dive, which all those bars were. You know, going back, you're talking about the mid-'80s for yeah. me. So it's not around anymore? No, 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 not for a long, long time. I don't even know if it's a restaurant anymore or anything else. Yeah. Tammany Hall. By the way, see, someone said still Deanna's best Sicilian pizza in New Rochelle. Yeah, Deanna's was great. Took over for Gizzo's. Uh, Gizzo's, which became Starbucks, and then they opened up uh, next door and then became Deanna's. Huh? Very good pizza place. Yeah. This is my history. No, you know that history, man. Like, there was a play. I don't know. You probably couldn't do it today, but imagine being 15-year-old Evan Roberts. Big sports fan, right? Oh, yeah, I remember. And having a bad Kentucky fake ID mm. that your brother printed for you on the original, like, Commodore 64. <laughs> and them going, yeah, it looks good to me. Right. <laughs>
Uh, I can't imagine that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what 1985 was like on North Avenue. It was a, a bad, bad scene. But you would have excelled there. You would have oh, been yeah, great. Fifteen-year-old me would have excelled 15 there. Fifteen-year-old everyone would have been great there. I don't think so, bro. You would have had a nice time at Gary's. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that Mookie Wilson's batting average <laughs> in 1986 was uh, four? <laughs> I gotta leave early. I gotta score this Met Marlin game. Yeah, I'll I see gotta you later. go. Here's uh, Johnny and Freehold. Johnny, what's going on today, Cookie? Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Uh, first thing I just want to say, I'm definitely a big fan of the league. And I think football is the greatest sport out there. Yeah. But I was watching the game the other day with some people. What people? Who, who are you watching that, with? Uh, lawyers. And oh. My daughter's actually in law school, so we were up visiting her. Nice. Hopefully she's, she's not suing Madison Square Garden because she won't be able to see the Rockettes next Christmas. No. But uh, <laughs> watching with a different group of people, and I'm freaking out about some of the calls in the Bengal game. Yeah. And they tell me, and I'm not sure if it's true, and I think you guys could look into this better, that the NFL legally is not a sports league, but a sports entertainment production, and that they legally can put their hand on a scale to produce certain sports. No, they cannot. No. And anybody, uh, this is the problem with uh, young, uh, vibrant, uh, typically liberal lawyers. They uh, <laughs> they believe something they want to believe, and they uh, produce it as but fact. They there's actual dockets. There's, there's actual no, dockets there, that, I'm sorry, it is... It could not be more wrong. It is not the WWE. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, not the, the WWE. No, but you are because you are, though. You're that they you, can I'm not saying it's you saying line. it, but these uh, nonsensical lawyers that you were hanging out with, essentially, that's what they are saying. They're saying they're that saying they're allowed to script the outcome. The way, they're, the way that they are structured, the way they are filed legally in court, that no. they're that type of company, that they cannot be held liable no. for, for what? application. Well, they can't be held liable from, like, gamblers or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, A, the games are not fixed. B, we all agree the officials had a bad weekend. I don't think anyone's going to really argue that. And C, as I think we enumerated pretty well yesterday, the Cincinnati Bengals did not lose that game because of the officiating. Now, there was a call at the end that happened to be the right call. If you want to talk about a lack of calls, feel free. But the notion that the NFL is the AEW or the WWF or E uh, is comical, actually. And I would say it's, this. If your daughter has law professors or works for a law firm where they're suggesting to their new associates that that's the case, find new friends. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Sometimes it's just so simple. It's right in front of our nose. Officials aren't that good, and they screw up. And that leads to this. Like, we watched the end of the Lakers-Celtic game over the weekend. Right. LeBron was fouled. It was a missed call. Just because there was a bad call doesn't mean there was something mischievous And in on. that case, the referees uh, didn't sleep at all that night. No, they couldn't and, sleep at all. And was the other term they used for it? Uh, uh, there's a, there's a term they had that's so funny to me. Like, my son said to me, I know they want to acknowledge they got the call I, wrong. Like everyone else, Go referees ahead. make mistakes. Yeah. We made one at the end of last night's game, and it's gut-wrenching for us. Yeah, now here's the stop right there. Yeah. All right. They acknowledged they made a mistake. They did. We all saw LeBron got fouled. Now, there's no debating it whether or not he got slapped no, on the arm, right? No, of course. All right. They're trolling him, though. 
Oh, you think that's what it ended up being? They're there. That LeBron was so over the top upset. Yes. That their attitude was, okay, well, we're going to go all the way with it now, LeBron. Uh-huh. Like, hey, yeah. we got the call wrong, but listen to some of the words. Go. Gut-wrenching. Yeah. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless this nights as we will... strive what? to... You know what? You're right. They're Who said that? Your son said that? Sonny came up nah, with that. he's right. Yeah. Because it is so over the top for the... And this is from the official official's Twitter account. The NBA official's Twitter account with the blue check mark and everything. It's so over the top that it's got to be sarcastic. But here's the thing. Whether it's baseball, football, hockey, basketball, these guys screw up. And I believe they don't even screw up more than they used to. I just think we have so much replay. We have social media. We analyze it more. We talk about it more. We share videos about it more. But if you sat there, and I'm not advising you do it, and you watched the game from 40 years ago, yeah. and you look real close, they're worse. It's just that we're so paying more, and we have more money on the line because well, everybody's betting now. I mean, that's the key thing. It's not just fans of a team that have a gripe if a ref makes a bad call that negatively impacts the outcome of a game. It's people that have their own hard-earned money, and that changes the uh, playing field for everything. My grandfather. Because how do you, hey, I just lost $100, $1,000, a million dollars because the referee made a bad call. Right? No, I get you. You're going to start making, I, you're going to start asking some questions, and you may not like the answers. As a kid, my grandfather, who was a big, I mean, he gambled all the time, and he was a plumber, and not really a sports fan. So that's, I'll give you a description of him. Yeah. He used to tell me, I'm a diehard sports fan. My dad's a diehard sports fan. He was not. He was a gambler. Yeah. And he would just tell us, he'd say, uh, guys, it's all fixed. This is all fixed. It's all predetermined. Yeah. And I love my grandpa. So I'd be like, uh, Okay. You know how many times I've seen guys playing uh, blackjack in a casino who lose six or seven hands in a row and yell at the dealer that the dealer set them up oh, and fixed the cards so that they would lose? They're the same guys, you know, that hit on 18. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. But it's uh, it's uh, always got to be a conspiracy. The reality is that you're not very good at gambling. Or maybe you're a lousy card player. Or, yeah, maybe... The ref did make a mistake. Which happens. Yeah. It but, they, happens. Just, but they're not making a mistake on purpose necessarily to help a team win. Well, I will say one thing. The referee that happened to do the uh, Celtic-Laker uh, game uh, that we're referencing here, that LeBron went uh, bat bleep crazy in when they didn't call the foul call, uh, apparently his family, quite publicly, are huge Celtics fans. And that is not like a secret. Is there data to back up that he's pro Celtic though? Like with data no, from no. the games he officiates? Well, there. Let me one thing at a time. Yeah, his kids, his family, publicly admitted Celtic fans, which is fine. Of course, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. like a referee's kids can be sports fans. They root for teams, whatever right. the case says, Right? He could even admit that he grew up a Celtic fan, but now he's an objective referee. He's an adult, right? Right. He's done twenty Celtic games. Oh boy. Uh, I guess in the last uh, year or two. <clears throat> How bad is it? 18 and 2. Yeah, that's a problem. It's like, like that Chris Paul like, thing with Scott exactly Foster, right? like the Chris Paul thing. Yeah. Like at some that's concerning. Point, There's numbers that make you say, oh, wait a minute. At some mind. point, you can ask the question. Hey, the guy's done 20 Celtic games. The Celtics are 18 and 2 in the games that guy refs. Now you'd have to take a look at the number of fouls and all well, that Well, you also crap, have to but... look closer. Are they are the Celtics better than every team they've played and they should go 18-2? and two? Have they pulled off like seven huge upsets during that time? Like, right. Context does matter a lot but to 18-2 sounds like a pretty no, good no. winning record. Dude, it's like the Scott Foster-Chris Paul thing. When yeah. there's a stat 
that's overwhelming like that, yeah, you're going to do a little, uh, your eyebrow's going to raise a little bit. Yeah, so well, going especially if you've lost money. Sure. Right? That's where a lot of this comes from. F that! I had money on that game. Well, listen, if you know the ref is 17-2 and or the Celtics are 17-2 and when Joey Jablonski refs, you'd be an idiot to bet money against the Celtics some of the, in the next game, wouldn't some you? Some of the data you should look at. Yes, of course did, you should look at it. Did you see, and I, I'm probably surprised because I'm a novice, to be honest, but I saw a tweet this morning from Darren Rovell about... That's my guy. So maybe you saw this, maybe you didn't. I don't know idea. Where Vegas makes most of their money in terms of gambling. Yeah, parlays. No, no I, I don't mean that. I mean like ga- like uh, other table games. All the games? Yeah. Well, not yeah. T- just gambling. Outside of sports gambling. Yeah. No, I saw it. I, I mean, you, you want to regurgitate it? Penny slots. Money? Yes. That's right. Penny slots. Slots are the majority of income for casinos since casinos were Is it just because so many people just sit down and they just start losing yeah. all their coins and it just yes. adds up so quickly? And it's, it's a volume proposition. Crazy. Which is why your blackjack is never first. It's always slots. Slots, 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 slots. By a lot. The more penny slots you can have, the better. I think the number was double. So in Nevada, penny slots, uh, this is net profit in 2022. Casinos in Nevada made $3.6 billion on penny slots. They made $1.3 billion on blackjack. But that's a triple. Yeah, $1.2 billion on Baccarat, which is the, if you you guys never played Baccarat, it's a James Bond game. You can bet on yourself or bet on the dealer. Uh, dollar slot machines, three quarters of a million dollars. Notice so, how the higher the price, the less the profit. The le- yeah, because it's easy to just sit down and say, I'll just throw penny, a bunch penny, of pennies penny, in. Penny, yeah, penny, no big deal. Penny, 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 penny. But it penny, adds penny. up. Yeah, roulette was uh, four fifty six. Craps was uh, about $450 million, and uh, the sportsbook brought in $446 million. Wow, so sportsbook's well behind everything else. In Nevada. In Nevada. Yes, 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 yes. And by the way, New York and New Jersey were one and two when it came to total uh, wagers uh, in the country. We got breaking NFL news. Oh, wait a minute, wait. Breaking NFL news. We have a major hiring in the National Football League. Paul Verzi's the new GM of the New York Giants? They got rid of Shane already? What's going on, man? Just because he picked the first eight games dead on. (laughs) on, uh, All right. Wait, hold on. It's a, a player got hired, you said? A head coaching hire has occurred major. Uh, is it not the Houston Texans? Major. Is it Sean Payton? Sean Payton Stop. is working in the NFL in 2023. All right, silly question, but did he take one of the already open jobs? Yes, this is not this is any not kind someone of... someone else getting fired. He's not taking the jet job, all right? So let me just let's play this out. You know the answer. I don't. Would he go to Denver thinking he can resurrect Russell Wilson... That makes sense. Is that your final answer? I'm thinking out loud. Okay, he's thinking thinking out loud. Okay. No way he's going to Houston. The uh, the defensive coordinator from Frisco appears. D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, he's going to Houston, it seems like. All right. Okay, so he's out. Let me think. Arizona, that's a cluster, you know what. And Kyler Murray ain't playing until Thanksgiving. He's not going there, but the lifestyle's fantastic there. Hmm. And you apparently get to date hot European models who invite you to Bangkok. Um, that's a country, not a, uh, not, never mind. Bangkok's um, not a country. You're damn right it is. It's a part, it's in Thailand. Thailand's the capital of Bangkok. No, Bangkok's the capital of Thailand. Whatever, don't let your 18-year-old daughters go, they'll never come home. Um, I think I gotta go with, oh, wait, wait, wait. So that, so, 
I'm going to have to go to Denver. You're going with Denver? Meaning the Saints will have to give up a first-round draft pick. Well, the Broncos would give up the first-round draft Pardon me, yeah. The Saints. So I'm going to go final answer. So you think Denver Sean Broncos. Payton is selecting Russell yeah. Wilson? He saw Russ play yeah. for a year and said, I'll let him cook. I'll I, fix yeah, him. I think Sean Payton uh, figures I'm going to go to the uh, place with the most veteran quarterback, a top-10 defense. Uh, final answer, Denver Broncos. Sean Payton is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, it just makes sense. Adam it even, does make even sense. Even as bad as Russell Wilson was. Well, because I think Sean Payton is realizing something I'm starting to think. Yeah. I don't think Russell Wilson's done. Well, he had a bad year with an overwhelmed, not ready to be a head coach, head coach, yeah. and Nathaniel Hackett. Hopefully he's fine as OC. Yeah. And I think he looks at the situation. You mentioned the town yeah. on defense. And he has a quarterback and right. says, okay, let's go. I can make this work. I assume Jay Glazer broke that story. Adam. Adam Schefter. Really? Says the Saints and Broncos are finalizing the compensation, and that'll okay. clear the way for Peyton to become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. So it's going to be, I guess, uh, the first-round draft pick in this draft? Uh, and They don't have that? their first-round pick in this draft. No, Denver does. They traded it for Russell Wilson, don't they? Didn't they? Uh, Seattle has it. So, yeah. Yeah, they uh, don't have this year's first-round pick. I think they do. No. I think they do. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at it. It says they do. Who says that? They traded uh, for... Did I miss the trade? It my... says they have, they're trading the 23 first-round pick, 24 second-round pick, and more to uh, New Orleans to get uh, Peyton. The Broncos are picking 29th in the yeah, NFL draft. I think they got draft. It back in the Chubb deal with that, the Dolphins. There you go. They so they have... Got it. They, okay. they got another first-round so pick. Dolphins so you're talking round. at least two picks, maybe three over three years... And then you have to figure what's the compensation. If I'm guessing, top of my head, five years, fifty million. Yeah, whatever Maybe it is. Maybe more, by the way. Whatever it is, it's worth it. Like this is the one sport is where a coach though? can make that. Yeah, I think a All coach right. makes a difference. All right. Andy Reid. He's yes. in the Super Bowl again. He's a stud. You could put his resume up against Bill Belichick. It's slowly starting to get there. Yeah. Not in terms of Super Bowl titles, but in terms of regular season success. Yeah. All the success he's had with multiple teams. You don't think Andy Reid right now would be worth multiple first round picks? I mean, you can't argue that he's not. Question. If the New York Jets yeah. had a chance to get Andy Reid for multiple first-round picks, you wouldn't make that trade. Here's the deal. Uh, 23 first-round pick next year, next year's second-round pick. Uh, they All right, so New Orleans gives up Sean Payton and a third-round pick in 2024. Denver gives up this year's first-round pick. Which is late, 29th. Yep. So it's and, not high. And next year's second-round pick. So there you go. So this pick that they have that they're trading is actually the Niners pick. They got it from Miami in the Chubb deal, yeah. but it's not Miami's well, pick, on. so it's the Niners pick. Now, apparently Denver uh, is giving the Orleans a choice. So I'm just giving it to you real quick. The Broncos are giving who the choice? They're giving New Orleans a choice gotcha. of which picks they want. They can either have, again, this year's first-round pick and next, year, next year's second-round pick, mm -hmm. or they can kick the can down the road a little bit they can get Denver's 2024 first-round pick and this year's fourth-round pick. Oh, boy. That's a tough one because what are the Broncos next year? Are we just assuming because Sean Payton walked through the door, they're a contender? I would guess it's going to be better than 29th. I mean, that would mean that, that, that the Broncos... The conference championship yeah, game. that means the Broncos are going to the title game. I would bet against that. But I'm getting a fourth instead of a second. Right. Tricky. I think you take what uh, you take this year, next year, and call no, it. No, I'd go for it, man. You would? I'd go for the fact that Russell Wilson's cooked. Sean Payton eh, doesn't pull a miracle off, all and right. the Broncos are picking in the top ten. And now all of a sudden, I'm picking in the top ten. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.